Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Two guys who are taking time out from their day buying NVIDIA and Bitcoin to give you another show. You're welcome. What's up, kids? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Insurrectionist Band Cheeseman. This is Chad Surge Pricing Sowash. And on this episode, Workday Scores, Deal Deals, and OnlyFans Saves Lives. Let's do this. <laughs> Chad, we're, we're infiltrating the minds of young children, apparently. Who sent you huh? the video oh. <laughs> of the kids in the backseat giving giving our intro? I mean, I'm, I'm worried for the future enough as it is. Yeah. The fact that parents are letting their kids listen to us is really yeah. scary. So I'm not going to let that out. I don't want the, them having, you know, child custody <laughs> taken away from them or something like that for having them yeah. listen to Chad and Cheese. But yes, I got a video from one of our listeners and his two kids, I'd say they're probably around mm-hmm. 10, 10 or so, 10, 12, maybe in the yeah. backseat of the minivan doing the Chad and Cheese intro. So, yeah, that was, yeah. That was pretty legit. Yeah, they were good. Doors. Yeah, they, yeah, they knew it. And we know, we know Adam Gore. <laughs> Gordon's kid has been listening to the show. <laughs> By all intents and purposes, seems yes. like a pleasant young man. So maybe it's not as bad listening yeah. to us as as, nah. it, as it would sound. Nah, it's the real world <laughs> coming at you. So so with this cold this cold front in the Midwest, how how uh, how much do you miss Portugal? Yeah, I don't even need a cold front to miss Portugal, but I get a <laughs> cold true. front and then I really miss Portugal. So yeah, it's that's true. It's uh, that's I'm Jonesing. True. I'm Jonesing. Well, this is good. So, so we were talking before the show. This yeah. is like the the aphrodisiac of a show <laughs> that I'm not sure our listeners are ready for. It's we have packed. thrown almost everything packed. into this show. Packed. Zip is in this show. Packed. LinkedIn is in this show. Workday. Uh, background check stuff. Indeed, of course, is in the show. Acquisition. And obviously, OnlyFans has to be in the show. So... <laughs> You, if you're listening and you love the show, take a seat, get comfortable, because this thing is is a loaded baked potato, to say the <laughs> Here least. Here we go, big boy. Here we go. Shout out. All right, let's get to it. The four horsemen uh, keep keep riding on, Chad. Uh, ZipRecruiter announced their their uh, earnings mm-hmm. uh, recently. So if you're if you're trading the stock, and we know that all you job board lovers out there are owning <laughs> ZipRecruiter hand over fist. That's ZIP at the NYSE. All right. So they face challenges in 2023 due to what ZipRecruiter described as, quote, one of the slowest hiring markets in recent memory, end quote. Hmm. And other top line headwinds impacting its fourth quarter and full year earnings. The company reported a 35.4% decrease in fourth quarter revenue to $135.92 million. The number of quarterly paid employers declined by 35% year over year to a little over 70,000, primarily due to weakness among small and mid-sized businesses, which are the majority of ZipRecruiter's uh, customers. Revenue per paid employer also decreased by 1% to $1,922. First quarter 2024 revenue guidance is $120 million, representing, yep, you guessed it, a 35% decline year over year. Ouch. The stock was down 10% this week. Um, <laughs> Shout out 
to ZipRecruiter. Amazing. I mean, any types of job sites, they're going to have to go down. They're going to have to go down funnel. They need more data. This is going to be about data. This is going to be about targeting. This is going to be about um, being able to target qualified candidates as opposed to just clicks, just bullshit clicks, which is exactly what Zip and the rest are giving. Yes, Zip has more of a matching algorithm, but still, it's just not it's not far enough down the funnel. What was their what was their uh, AI's guy name? The the guy? What was his name? Do you remember? <laughs> was it Phil? Phil. Yes, yeah. it was Phil. Phil. Phil's <laughs> Phil's not working out. Phil needs to get replaced by somebody else. Jeez. Yeah, I think Jeez. I think Phil's going to get a pink slip. Anyway, uh, I've got a shout out, but this is for the dumbass of the week who goes to the fast food chain Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, for this indeed like dumbass move. Yes, indeed like dumbass move. Uh, here it is, kids. Watch it. Wendy's will soon test a plan to fluctuate its menu prices based on the time of day, the location, and demand. It would be similar to the surge pricing used by ride-sharing companies like Uber, raising fares during bad weather or rush hour. Wendy's Baconator. In this case, that Baconator sandwich could cost a dollar more during your lunch hour. Dynamic pricing or, or pricing algorithms allow companies to change prices throughout the day or perhaps even throughout an hour. Wendy's CEO says digital menu boards could use artificial intelligence to raise and lower prices in real time, allowing the company to be competitive and flexible with pricing. Customers are already voicing concerns, one claiming surge pricing is just price gouging by any other name. <laughs> Yeah. So, hey, Kirk, buddy. Uh, the, the big question here is, will Wendy's employees receive dynamic wage increases during the surge times? I mean, the, the, the burgers themselves, they're not going to they're not going to assemble themselves. Right. Um, and then there was this holy fuck moment. They were talking about uh, the Baconator. Well, Giz- Gizmodo reports that the standard price of a Wendy's Baconator in New York City costs, get ready, $12.24. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. For a sandwich from a fast food restaurant, and that's standard pricing. Yeah, this Fuck. is the dark side of AI uh, when when they know traffic flows. And, and personally, I can't wait till my, my oh, wings dude. cost $84 uh, at, during during the game uh, in surge Crazy. Pricing. I think it's inevitable. I think, I think this is coming. Wendy's just did a shitty job of like slowly boiling the frog. They just threw the frog right into the boiling, you know, pit of death and the whole <laughs> world freaked out and they've walked this back. But don't think for a second that fast food restaurants, et cetera, are looking at ways to like increase prices when, oh, it's lunchtime. Are people going to change when they eat? Probably not. Uh, so this is kind of a built-in price increase uh, that doesn't look like a price they'll increase. They'll stop going. I, I mean, they'll stop going to fast food. I mean, people go to fast food because it's cheap. Your lunch time is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon because yeah. you're on your fasting thing. So that's everyone will be at 3 p.m., eat at 10 at 10 p.m., <laughs> will be on European meal times. And do they increase or do they decrease, I guess would be a question, right? They didn't say much about Oh, the, during the hours of three to four, yeah, uh, those those nuggets are twenty five cents. Like watch <laughs> watch them sell some nuggets between three and four when it's uh, you know really really. But low again, pricing. these poor saps who are the ones who have to assemble the burgers in the first place, and they have to do it faster because of surge timing. Because there's so many, there's so much demand that's happening. Right? Yeah, those dudes aren't getting paid more. 
They're not getting more. This is just a way to soak the consumer. I mean, they're already getting amazing profit as it is. So yeah, I, Hopefully we'll start to see, and and they did see on social media that people were like rising up and like, fuck you, I'll go across uh-huh. the street, right? Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it rolls out, but I don't see this. This is like gas prices, right? You pass, and then five minutes later, you go back past it, and it's like yeah. 20 cents more. It's like, what the fuck just happened? You know, you, you may be onto something from a marketing perspective. If mm-hmm. they would have come at this at like, look, our workers aren't getting paid anymore when it's lunchtime or dinner time, they're still paid the same amount. So we are going to surge pricing and pass that on to our workers. That might be working something harder during these hours. And then they could kind of split the split the hair, right? Like we're going to keep mm-hmm. a little bit too, and they're going to get a little bit more like this could have been a home run for Wendy's from a recruiting retention, like PR standpoint, but they fucked it up. Go they figure screwed it up. Cause you and I would be celebrating if Wendy said, the burger's a dollar more during lunchtime, but we're going to give 80 cents of that to our workers and then 20% to technology or innovation or whatever. Like yeah. we would have been applauding it. Instead, they're getting killed for it. Idiot. Lessons in PR with Chad and Cheese kids. That's what all they had to do was watch here. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed comes out with new products and then they increase prices. <laughs> yeah. And then they and then they said, Oh, sorry, that pilot didn't work out. That was not a fucking pilot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope the folks at Chipotle are listening to this show and we'll have how to do it right. Kids. Don't do it, Chipotle. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Since we're in, we're in the mood for playing some ads, I'm going to talk about uh, LinkedIn's new ad campaign. They've launched their first ever brand campaign for LinkedIn Premium, mm-hmm. aiming to showcase the benefits of its subscription product. The campaign running until the end of March features three videos highlighting relatable career experiences and emphasizing emphasizing LinkedIn Premium as a tool to advance careers with 85% of U.S. professionals considering a career change this year. I say bravo to getting more cash out of those damn job seekers. So if you're listening on the podcast, which a lot of you are, it's a it's a it's clones, same woman, same outfit. She's in the office uh, lobby waiting to be called for an interview. She's like, how do you stand out? She opens her phone, looks at LinkedIn. LinkedIn gives her magically these three three guidelines to separate herself from everybody else. They pan back to the lobby. Now everyone's different. She stands out. She gets called back for the interview. You're shaking your head like you don't like this strategy, Chad. Oh, it just, like it's just—it's black mirror, creepy as fuck, right? I mean, you look at it and you're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't see myself in that bad haircut or that bad outfit. Trying to soak—I understand it's an entirely different different revenue stream, but trying to soak job seekers, especially when they're looking to find another job for cash, mm-hmm. is always been just filthy, just creepy, just Little, nasty, yeah. right to me. So in in we had actually talked about there are others who have done that, right? Before mm-hmm. uh the Mark Sinadellas, the ladders of the world who just focused on, hey, look, if you want access to these, you know, special jobs, pay us for no this. One else which gets was this. It was all bullshit in the first place. But again, it's just like why are you trying to zap cash out of individuals who are looking for a job versus the companies that actually have the money and they want the talent. It's like, it's like we have this backwards in this country. 
it's fucked up. Yeah. It's a long tradition of taking advantage, let's be honest, uh, of desperate people. Fucking people over, yes. Yeah. Like, I need a job, and this ad tells me if I spend, what'd you say, 40 <laughs> bucks a month or whatever yeah. it is now for the Fuck. for the job seeker one, like, I'll magically get a job. And that's just not the case. No. In fact, I would say that this probably does very little uh, to help you stand out and get the yes. job of your dreams. But what will help you stand out is free stuff with Chad and Cheese. You don't have to pay $40 a month for this shit. No way. This oh, is great stuff. Show. New t-shirts that we're getting ready to push out design-wise that uh, we've got a, a new sponsor, Aaron App. I love the logo on the back of the shirt, by the way. It's yes, going to look awesome. Sexy. Happy. Beer from Aspen Tech Labs on your door. Your step right there, FedEx, UPS, however it gets there, but it's going to be brought to you. <laughs> we're, Whiskey. We're not coming to your house, just so no, you know. It's not no. us. And that's from Aspen Tech Labs. Whiskey from Text mm-hmm. Kernel, a bottle from Joel, a bottle, a bottle from myself. So some whiskey coming to you. And if it's oh, your yeah. birthday, rum <laughs> from <Really>? Plum. <laughs> can you feel the oh. tension? In the air right One now. lucky listener. I know I can. Gotta love it. I can feel and all the way February down. had an extra day. We're recording on the 29th. It's sleep year. <laughs> so you had yes. a little extra chance this month to, to get on there. But uh, yeah, celebrating another trip around the sun of our listeners is Kristen Urban, one of our fantasy favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost got there. Uh, Vashali Umrikar, Colin Parker, Adam Salsa King Chambers. Do we know in the, where in the world he is now? Is he still in Mexico? Is he in Vietnam? I think he's still in Mexico. It doesn't Wherever Adam is, he's having a good time. Yeah, that, that dude's a trip. All right. Christopher Cimento, John Turner, Becky Green, Molly Northam Warner, my uh, my niece, by the way, uh, Boss Von de Heterd, Bob Etheridge, and our favorite PR guy, I, Poppy. Evan White celebrates a birthday. birthday. All right. Happy birthday, everybody. Our Happy friend Everett White, who we're actually going to see March 11th through the 14th at Transform. That's right. At the win in Vegas. Over 3,000 attendees, 100 plus investors, hundreds of startups, hundreds of speakers. Oh, so much. I'm, I'm tired just thinking about it right now. Um, and we're giving away five free tickets. We're going to shut this down sometime soon, kids. So get on chadcheese.com slash free and you can register for everything that we talked about before for beer t-shirts everything and even possibly winning one of five free tickets to transform all right all right all right good lord i don't know if we're turning into groupon or your local uh, lottery uh dealer but man, we are we're out of control by the way our travel is sponsored by our friends at shaker recruitment marketing and by the way chad i mentioned it was the end of february that means we're at the beginning of march which means we'll be recording our chad and cheese podcast does data with uh link up ceo toby toby dayton the number's a little bit weird a little little bit of estimates coming out we'll know the numbers here in about a week or so and you and i will be on with toby talking about the real nitty-gritty about where the markets and the economy is going yeah you can only view that on youtube so subscribe <laughs> youtube.com slash at chad cheese and make sure you don't miss an episode excellent topics and a shitload of topics Jeez. yep 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 so much for workday acquiring beamery at least not yet <laughs> work workday is acquiring hired score 
an AI-powered talent solutions provider to enhance talent management. The deal aims to offer a comprehensive talent acquisition and internal mobility solution, leveraging responsible AI and focusing on human-centric decision-making. The acquisition is expected to be finalized by April 30th, subject to regulatory approval, of course. Chad, your thoughts. So congrats to Athena Karp and the Hired Scored team who stayed disciplined and focused on the problem they were solving this entire time. Hired Score never played the we can do it all vaporware TAM expansion game, uh, which I've always respected. I've always respected that. What this all comes down to, though, is one thing, timing. We've seen some big names rush generative AI products into the market to meet OpenAI and ChatGPT. Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Twitter are all either launching GenAI into the market or they're taking steps to do so. So how does a hired score cut through all of those big names and the noise? The easy answer is they can't compete long term. They, they, they can't with those big names and those deep pockets. So this is a perfect time to sell right? This is the perfect time to sell. The question is why hired score? When we take a look at like the Beamery's and, and the Eightfolds and some of those other companies that are out there, why hired score and why now? What do you think? Uh, because AI uh, bleeds into everything. And if you are a public company like Workday is, and you're not talking about AI, introducing AI, using AI, profiting from AI, mm -hmm. You're going to be left. You're going to be left out by the market. I mean, shareholders and and people who buy the st the stock are. I, I guarantee you, board meetings at Workday were like, "Where's our AI shit? Where's our AI? We need AI." And well, somebody said, "Oh, well, we're working on that internally." And finally, someone said, "Shit, we we're not. It's not working. We need to at least buy something with AI in it, and we can announce announce on our earnings call." which wasn't awesome, by the way, uh, that we are now, we, we've acquired this, this itty-bitty AI company. The market didn't, uh, wasn't that impressed, um, apparently, the stock. Uh, well, it was earnings. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't AI, but it was more earnings thing. Just there wasn't a lot of people impressed that they had bought an AI company with 125 or 50 employees. Mm -hmm. uh, but why'd they do it? Because the market says, if you're not AI, you're not with it, man. You're not hip. It's like the it's like the nineties, like you need a dot com. You better have a website, you better have some e commerce shit. It's it's this it's just like the future, the past is uh is present now. Well when ADP applies pressure like they have over the past few months and being able to yep. talk about the gen AI that they're putting out, the data that they're actually crunching. Um, not to mention, you know, we're talking about hired score has mature matching algorithms complete with what Athena would call defendability or explainability. Right. Which is something that um, work Workday does not have. <laughs> and one of the reasons why they're in court, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah. this is also interesting from the standpoint of, you know, a buying binge. Does this start SAP, Oracle, ADP? Um, will the dominoes start to fall? Uh, and then then you look at the companies that were sucker punched in this case, eightfold. They have 400 close to 400 million dollars in funding. Limited vendors out there will can afford them. This is one that is off the table now. This is off the table. Now they're even limited more. Beamery, $223 million, right? There's no way in hell they're buying Beamery. And then the vendor that I think has the most risk that we've talked about for a while, we haven't talked about here lately, is Textio. I mean, they have $42.5 in funding. But again, these are all companies I believe are at high risk uh, with 
tech and the velocity that's out there today. If they don't sell, they're going to be worthless. Yeah. Just the tip. Higher scored didn't take any official money VC wise. Uh, from my understanding, they had kind of a sugar daddy or a few people that had money that kind of kept them in the early days going. Rich friend and friends and family. Yes. This was a sweet deal for Workday. Very little risk, probably small price tag mm -hmm. compared to what you're talking about, eightfold. They do the deal. They probably get some employees. I think Athena is probably going to move on uh, after her year contract or however long she's she's oh, there. Yeah. I don't see her. Oh, yeah. I don't see her enjoying her time at a huge ass company <laughs> like Workday. Yeah, and you know, look, Google's Gemini. I'm sure you saw this uh, hit, hit a huge speed bump with its with its graphics and you know. Yeah. producing popes that were black and Vikings that were like people lost their minds. This is Google. I think there's real questions about if Google can't get AI right, how can a little company in the works workspace get it right? I have my questions, but for Workday, it was a, it was a market situation where let's do little risk. We can say we have an AI company. Anyone that, th that a lot of our network lost their minds over this deal. They, like revolutionary, <laughs> amazing, yes, yes, uh, like and yes. people that I, we both respect. Yes, and I would I would caution everybody and throw some cold water on this deal and say, look, if you think that Workday, a twenty thousand person company, I think at the end of the day, Workday is not going to change, and hired hired solved is gone. Hired scored. Sorry, see, I, I get them mixed up. Solved scored. I see a lot of the bigger companies. Um, really suffocating the 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 platforms that they've bought, and then they go away. Right, Taleo is going to go away. I mean, you take a look at Conexa, right, Brass Ring. Mm -hmm. You take a look. A lot of these big companies that were big in our space were acquired by larger organizations, and then they were just freaking. They were strangled, yeah. you know, in the not in the crib, by the way. But yeah, they they were strangled. Acquisitions are hard. I mean, you get company cultures, you get politics, you get things that you are not used to. Mm -hmm. Look, we both applauded when uh, Andrea sold opening to yeah. iSims. Uh -huh. Would either of us say that iSims is greatly different today than it was when they bought her company? I would say from a technology standpoint internally, yeah. Greatly, like greatly changed the business? Okay. That's the thing is that if you have a hired score like this, and we can start to kind of like push into the next workday lawsuit, um, they needed to do something. Their AI was already on trial. Yeah, or at least give the impression that we're doing something. We'll see. Time will tell if this really does change the company. And right. iSims is a much smaller company than Workday, by the way. Oh, God. Workday is a, yeah. a big, big company. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. All right. Well, time will tell, I guess, on this one. But we agree. Let Athena, great job. Great, oh, God, yeah. Hopefully pay out. And then uh, in a year or so, you can go do uh, whatever the hell you want. Good for you. <laughs> that escalated quickly. All right. Let's go to lawsuits. Derek Mobley has filed a lawsuit against Workday alleging that its AI-powered hiring software discriminates based on race, age, and disability violating federal laws. Workday denies wrongdoing, stating it ensures its products comply with laws. The case highlights concerns about AI bias in hiring. But wait, Chad, there's more. HireVue has been partially relieved from a class action lawsuit in Illinois. The court dismissed claims that HireVue profited from selling the data focusing on software sales instead. The case highlights legal complexity surrounding biometric data use in hiring. Methinks a trend is developing, Chad. Yes. What are your thoughts? 
So Workday, we're just talking about it, hence the hired score acquisition. What Workday needs at this point is a show of contrition through this acquisition with a will do better statement and then pay a pissy little fine and thank the gods this case was not filed in in the EU because a 6% global revenue fine for Workday would have cost them $420 million. So hopefully hired score helps Workday get through this shit together. So I, I see this almost as as an optics play as well. It, it does make sense from a tech play. I don't know if it'll actually work out that way for Workday, but we'll see. Show of contrition. Sorry, we did wrong. We actually bought these guys over here who understand AI. They uh, can explain AI, et cetera, et cetera. Now on the higher view side of the house, collecting biometric data on candidates. I mean, Illinois was the first state to craft what I would like to call an anti-hire view legislation, right? And then Massachusetts, the the plaintiff, Jesus, claims that CVS, this is not a claim against hire view. This is what all companies should be aware of right now. The plaintiff claims CVS, not hire view, CVS violated state law by subjecting him to an AI powered interview. Higher view that analyzed his facial expressions, eye contact, voice annotation, inflection, et cetera, et cetera. So notice that once again, that was not against higher view. It was against CVS. The bigger issue, I cannot imagine. See, we know people who work there. We know people who have worked there. I cannot imagine CVS would be happy with the prospect that higher view is collecting biometric information on CVS's candidates. So the question is, is that actually happening behind the scenes? Um, just because that the biometric data product isn't available, or at least I don't believe it is anymore, doesn't mean that higher view doesn't have the capability to actually collect that biometric information. And that to me is the scary part. If you are a CVS, not only could you be taken to court because of this, but wait a minute, are they collecting data that we don't know that they're collecting? And what are they using that data for? Right. So then I, I reached out to um, a few practitioners and asked them about this and they freaked the fuck out. One said it is going to be an interesting case to follow as it could have huge implications on the tech space. No kidding. Uh, it's a fine line between. Listen, it's a fine line between biometric data collection, sentiment analysis, which we hear a lot of companies talk about and lie detectors. Shall we play a game? The recent news that Washington really cares about this issue yeah. is is promising. It's an election year. We've talked about the uh, the chaos that could ensue with deep fakes, uh, phone calls from Joe Biden that aren't Joe Biden. That really scares politicians a lot. Well, guess who makes the laws? The politicians. So in the last 60 days... They have moved really fierce, fiercely to <laughs> to make sure that Meta and some of these big tech companies, mm-hmm. number one, it's illegal now to do that. <clears throat> so the FTC now, if, you, if you're a candidate and you deep fake politicians and like you could be in trouble, we're not sure what those penalties are, but at least the government has said that's illegal. Right. So the fact that the government cares about these issues to me is a good sign. I don't know where, where it will go or how fast it will, uh, will evolve, but Washington has their attention on this issue. I don't know who's representing these, these cases. I don't know if it's Dewey Cheatham and Howe and our friends, uh, Baron and Bud, 
But lawyers smell blood in the water. They smell an opportunity where they can go after companies like CVS has more money than uh, HireVue. So like, yeah. let's go after them. Workday has a lot of money. Uh, LinkedIn, the lawsuit with them. So like, I think it's more lawyers targeting, looking at these laws and saying, who can we, who can we get? And these are the top of the list. It, we, need, we need a healthy balance of laws mm-hmm. so that everyone knows the rules. And we need, I think, uh, a greater certification, a greater sort of third party that has everyone's trust that we're doing it the right way. And Fair Now and, and companies like that, I think, are in a really great position to say, look, we've worked with the government. We have all the AI stuff. We're making sure that every company is dotting their I's and crossing their T's. So if you take us to court, we are certified fair now or whoever it is that they can go into court and say, look, we're doing, we're the law of the land. We're doing this the right way. Until then, it's still the Wild West. We're going to talk about more and more lawsuits. Mm -hmm. More and more customers like CVS are going to be worried about using vendors that have AI because they're going to worry about, am I going to be dragged into court because I'm using this vendor? Yeah. Well, yeah, you are. And by the way, a lot of these terms and services on these companies say, if you use our shit, you're at fault if it goes to court. Like you're, we're not at fault if you use our stuff. So, so something's got to come to a head. Higher view specifically did that. Yes. Yes. And more and more will because nobody wants to be sued. That's not fun. Uh, it's bad for, bad for business, so to speak. So I think government giving a shit about this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, companies that are dedicated to like, let's make sure everyone's following the rules or let's certify people is a good thing. But until then, there's going to be some, stories like this and more and more stories like this agreed because there's money to be made there is and speaking speaking of money to be made <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll talk about deal doing some deals or at least one deal <laughs> hey work day hold my beer <laughs> deal that's d-e-l a 12 billion dollar hr business focusing on distributed workforces is acquiring zabby an AI-based people development startup. This move aligns with Deal's shift towards more AI integration and expanding its service portfolio. Deal plans to make its HR tool free for all existing customers. Terms of the deal. Get it, Chad? Terms of the terms of the deal. Yeah. Was that not good? That was deal. Okay. All right. Uh, we're not disclosed. Chad, as TechCrunch says in their article, quote, Consolidation is afoot in the world of HR services, end quote. No shit. Chad, what are your thoughts? So Deal is one of the few unicorns that are killing the game right now. So remember, we reported that Deal's annual recurring revenue are over $400 million and they have been profitable. Hear that? Profitable since September 2022. So Zavi of uh, People de- uh, Development's performance and training programs platform, that's not something that you want to build from scratch. So use some of those unicorn bucks to buy something that actually gives you a much faster way to expand your total addressable market, which means Deal can now go take Zavi to their 25,000 clients and start expanding wallet share. They might, they're going to have a free version. It sounds like get out there, get the tentacles out there. And then boom, they're going to have some paid versions. I can almost guarantee you. Let me also quickly point out that the TechCrunch article also said, quote, originally deal approached Zavi with a partnership proposal before making an offer to buy it outright. If you are a startup founder and you don't have an understanding of the power of partnership development, hire someone immediately 
who does. This is how deals fucking happen. Get it? Deals. This is how it happens. I'm not the only one making dad jokes around here, people. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned partnerships. Like go, going back to uh, the Workday deal, mm-hmm. Athena and their, her team had made a really concerted effort, apparently, to get into Workday yep. and, and in, integrate and build that relationship. So, yes, those relationships do pan out many, many, many times. So yeah. this this is what successful companies do. Uh, and that team goes out and says, what pieces do we need? What companies can we target? Um, this wasn't like a small deal. Uh, Zavi's valuation was uh, $16 million at one point. Okay, it's a small deal for deal. Uh, let's be honest. They were founded in 2021. So they really hadn't gotten a lot of time to get traction. Uh, I don't know what it was about them. Clearly, it was a piece that they needed. Maybe some of their their skill sets and the the talent that was on the Zavi team really fit well into what Deal is looking for. But look, these apex predators, we've talked about it. It's it's clearance rack time at TJ Maxx. These companies are looking to sell. The the you know the runway is shorter than it used to be. The profits aren't what they used to be. It's time to sell. And if Zavi's not making those calls, Deal and others with money are making those calls. And we're going to talk a lot about consolidation this year. Yes. Uh, on the big end, like we're about to talk about, or the big eating a, eating a small fish, it's, there's going to be a lot of consolidation. And I think Deal is going to be at the forefront of, of gobbling up some of these companies that are, are not super expensive, but have a lot of value uh, and are, are, are up and coming and, and, and fill a need within Deal's um, feature set. To one point, uh, Zavi's only been around for a, a couple of years. And mm-hmm. yet, again... They were acquired. Timing, timing. You miss every shot you don't take. So if you're not creating these partnerships, if you're not trying to at least talk through, and it takes a while to get these partnerships done, integrations, those types of things, doesn't matter. It's fucking worth it. Portfolio penetration, not to mention also opportunities like this. So no matter how early you are in the funnel as a startup, start having those discussions right out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we talk a lot about the companies who take too much money uh, are the ones that are usually the ones on the short end of the stick. Yeah. Zavi raised $4 million. That's a really nice place to be as a yep. startup. You're still very, you're still very saleable. You've got enough money to get, get you through, you know, some, some timing. So like applaud, applaud their efforts, go going back to eightfold, going back to Beamery, a lot of money raised, very few options when you do that. And I think that's going to be prevalent for them in the coming months. Yep. Well, we talked about one acquisition that we like. Let's talk about another one that I don't know, I guess the jury. 60% of the time (laughs) it works every time. Might be, uh, might be still, still out for, for, uh, opinion. Uh, Hey, work day and deal. Hold our beer says first advantage who acquires Sterling check in a $2.2 billion cash and stock deal to bolster its background screening services. The merger aims to generate at least 50 million in cost savings and create a combined firm with around $1.5 billion in annual revenue. First Advantage CEO Scott Staples will lead the new entity, focusing on AI, tell me if you heard that one before, driven automation and growth opportunities. The deal values each share of Sterling Check at $16.73 a share. That's a 35% premium to its previous closing price. Chad, what are your thoughts on these two mega megalodons getting together and creating one huge ass background check company. I, I first remembered back that in 2012, finally, 
acquired first advantage. Remember that? Finally was was a gobbling up companies and they were doing it through Symphony Talent Group money, right? Before they were rebranded as Symphony Talent. So back then, First Advantage was acquired in 2012. They were then uh First Advantage was acquired by Silver Silver Lake in late 2019, Silver Lake has raised a total of 3.1 billion in funding over four rounds. Their last funding round on August 1st, 2023. So whether we think background checks are exciting business or not, they aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So it's definitely a segment that needs disruption because the personal information a company keeps on an individual should be the individuals, not stored in an applicant tracking system or a background check uh, database somewhere. It's what we've been talking about. Um, we've seen European legislation, GDPR, and even the U.S. signaling that the days of building resume databases and housing personal information are nearing their end. So knowing all of this, this market segment will be disrupted, much like the open little old open AI leaped over big names like Google. And, and that was just in a single bound. I see something like that happening uh, with the background check companies. Now, Silver Lake has a shit ton of cash. The question is, are they going to be looking for that disruptor or are they just going to sit back on their piles of cash and not worry about it? I'm going to go with the latter uh, on that one. <laughs> Look, we've, we're going to be going from three publicly traded background check companies yep. to one. Higher views now gone. Effectively, they're going to be career builded uh, by private equity. Higher right. And then these guys, higher right, sorry. Yeah. The edibles are kicking in clearly on this, <laughs> on this episode. It's interesting that you mentioned history because I thought back to the early job board days. Uh, there mm -hmm. was a time where you had career builder, monster, and hot jobs. Yep. Career builder got private equityed uh, and monster public company. Uh, hot jobs was public, got bought by Yahoo. Monster went and bought... Uh, Bought hot jobs. We know how that ended. Uh, how how all of that ended. Nobody was better off. Fortunately, you had a disruptor, like you mentioned, uh, in Indeed at the time. Job postings aren't sexy, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Background checks aren't sexy, but they're not going anywhere. This is a commoditized business. It's a race to zero. But when you have two companies that are valued at two billion, they come together like. You, you can fend off the meteor shower and the end of days a lot longer <laughs> when you when you make those kinds of moves. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about that industry. The question is, is a checker uh, going to be the disruptor? I don't know, but I think it's a great opportunity for them to be the non yeah. sort of big company and background checks. I think, uh, you know, we talk about Fama. There's an opportunity for Fama to go upstream where... There are still tons of mom and pop background check companies. Mm -hmm. um, I know because I, I worked with a few of them at Employee Screen that that went off and did their own little background checks. Like Fama could get more into the holistic background check and social media check business. That would be kind of interesting. But ultimately, this is two dinosaurs cuddling, hoping to end, uh, you know, fend off the end of the world. What is interesting is when I was researching this deal, both Sterling and First Advantage well over half of their employee base are in India, which is basically sweatshop for background checks. So if they can if they can just eliminate 40% of that workforce, like they're going to be more profitable and take a lot of the duplication out of the business. So this this will be a nice deal. Uh, but look, background checks are still boring. They're still a shitty business. It's still a race to the bottom. And now you'll have 
less as an as a consumer you'll have less in terms of optionality than you did before yeah. which means a raise in prices which yes opens the door for a disruptor if i'm checker i'm in some serious meetings because i was last valued in 2021 at 4.6 billion dollars and this deal at at half that means we better create some value we better get this shit in gear and start either buying or merging with companies that can help us but checker needs to be really strategic right now and say this is an opportunity for us and if they take advantage of it great if not you know we'll we'll have other stuff to talk about yeah hey ben Monez over at fama if the phone rings and you see it says checker on it you might want to answer it yeah yeah ben's probably getting a few calls these I'm days sure he with, is. with all this activity oh, good for him all and right, what a great guy. Hopefully, right, hopefully we're right. talking about Fama getting getting paid here soon. Uh, speaking of getting paid, though, Chad. Yes. Let's let's get to Indeed, uh, which aside from OnlyFans, I think is our, our full uh, bingo card is full for all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, it seems like it seems like your Indeed resume subscription will be replaced by Indeed Smart Sourcing starting on April 2nd. There are some changes to pricing and features, such as a price freeze for standard subscriptions, but an increase in additional contact purchases to $5. Professional subscriptions will see a price increase to $400 per month with unlimited additional contacts and shared contacts pricing at $4. The new features in Indeed Smart Sourcing, that's a mouthful, focus on automation, matching technology, team collaboration, and productivity, and probably AI too. Anyway, Chad, what's what are your thoughts on the Indeed pricing? You'd think they'd learn uh, just changing the name of something doesn't mean that they can just go raise prices. They tried that with the CPSA or whatever the hell they want to call it, you know, cost per started apply. Uh, and that got that went down in flames. It's like, okay, we're going to change the name. We're going to add some of this matching, these great matching algorithms, which we've talked about all the time. LinkedIn, Indeed, most of these companies who should be amazing at matching candidates to jobs are shit. So all you're doing is giving me your shit tech and then you're charging me more for all of this. No, no, thank you. I want to go back to the, the cheaper version, which is not going to be available, yeah. right? So the question is, will this quote unquote pilot uh, actually be kicked to the curb after all of the <laughs> all of the people are like, no, fuck you. I don't want that. I want what I had. Yeah. It's easier to get under the radar when it's part of your like terms and service yeah. or sort of a, you know, uh, term, terms and service still. Yeah, look, this to me is like, okay, customer, you don't want the PPA, you don't want other pricing model. We're going to stick it to you in a much more subtle way with uh, smart sourcing or <laughs> like, yeah. Of, of all the names, not like a growth industry sourcing, <laughs> why they would pick, like, why not just the Indeed resume coal mining uh, project or something? Yeah, this is like, we're going to make money no matter what. We're just going to do it in a more uh, covert way than we did before. You know, I was, as we're talking about history, uh -huh. Indeed's initial resume access uh, product, you probably remember this, was a dollar per resume. Yeah. If you wanted to contact the person, yep. it cost you a dollar, which I thought was beautiful. Like, okay, I see the resume. If I want to contact this person, I got to pay a dollar. Like, that's easy. So this is sort of a nickel and dime. It looks small, but it's probably bigger at the end of the day than it was before. But yeah, indeed, we see you. We see what you're doing. And now all our listeners see what you're doing too. And I hope that you get to, I hope you get to field a lot of phone calls asking about this new pricing model, this new indeed uh, smart sourcing product. Tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. They'll never learn. They just won't. They will never learn. No. They will never learn. So, so evil. All right, man, let's take a quick break and uh, close them with what they want. A little OnlyFans news. 
All right, Chad. Dre DiMatteo, known for her role in The Sopranos. Oh, hello. Credits OnlyFans for saving her life. No what? shit. Stating she paid off her mortgage in five minutes joining the platform. Facing financial difficulties due to being out of work and caring for a parent with dementia, she turned to OnlyFans after having just $10 in her bank account. Chad, what are your thoughts on this life-saving technology called OnlyFans? Well, well, two things. First off, just five minutes. And secondly, if it only took five minutes, I want to see those pictures because they've got to be amazing. <laughs> they have to five minutes to be able to, to, to totally just blow away somebody's debt. They've got to be amazing. She's 52 years old. She looks wonderful, but mm-hmm. you'd better be able to see the Jesus toast or something like that out of this. <laughs> well, it, it highlights the power of OnlyFans and how yeah. many uh, yep. just horny dudes are out there ready to <laughs> to spend some money. If you don't know, if you don't know her, she was in Sons of Anarchy. She was the, the girlfriend or sort of the mistress of the main character, but she was also in uh, Joey. Really? The spinoff from Friends. Do you remember Joey? I do not. <laughs> I that, never watched it. it. No. <laughs> uh, did you watch Friends? Oh, yeah. Of you course. weren't too good for Friends. Oh, yeah. Were you? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Friends, Friends is over. Joey Tribbiani, he gets his own show. He moves to LA. She played his sister okay. uh, in the show. Her name was Gina Tribbiani. So she was in that show. If you don't know her from, from The Sopranos, which nobody watched, you probably watched Joey and you remember her uh, from that show. So so she was apparently a big anti-vaxxer and she went on uh, interviews and and she was blackballed by Hollywood, apparently. This is part of her story. Okay. I did love what she said. She says, quote, anybody who wants to condemn me and put me down, go for it. I just hope you never find yourself in the position I was in to take care of two little kids. Her house was in foreclosure and her she had lost uh, her mom. Like she was in bad times and this yes. thing bailed her out. So, so the old adage of those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. <laughs> Dre, like you said, Chad, is our age. Yeah. 52. Looks great, like us. Uh, so if this isn't a sign that Chad and she should finally launch our highly anticipated OnlyFans page, then I don't know what is. I mean, come on, man. I got three kids still at home, <laughs> and you got a blossoming real estate empire in Europe. Let's do a Thelma and Louise. Let's hold hands and jump off this cliff together. What do you say, lover boy? No. Ah, uh, shit. We out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.